You're listening to SBFM 97.7, all hit 98, home of Cooter and the Bears Morning Zoo. It's 8.14 in the a.m. That's 64 minutes after 6 o'clock and only 526 minutes till 5 o'clock. You're listening to Cooter and the Bear on 97.7 SBFM, all hit 98. Tragic news out of California as wildfires have claimed the lives of 48 people, including 17 children. SVFM News has the full story. But first we're going to play Whose Dick Is That? All that plus traffic, weather, and bingo numbers on the 8th on 97.7 SVFM. All hit 98. I had a wildfire in my pants once. And I still clean that right up. This is the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Featuring the Sarcastic Voyage unpaid voice acting players. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. There was a sequel to Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yeah! No, I'm, I'm not aware of this. It was about a game show. Hang on. That, that doesn't seem very well advised. That doesn't seem... What's the opposite of ill-advised? Because this is the opposite of that. To Rocky Horror Picture Show. Here we go. Shock Treatment, it was called. Wow, I was way off. Was it? Did it have any of the same people? Uh, yeah, Richard O'Brien. Was Neil Campbell? I'm looking at my list now. What about Meatloaf? Uh, well, he died in Rocky Horror. Spoiler alert, I guess. Yeah, okay, but so? That movie uh, was about a guy who was a Frankenstein. That's true. You got me there. You can bring back anybody you wanted easily. Like, like you have to worry about the verisimilitude of the, uh, you know, of the Rocky Horror universe where everything, you know, fits reality. <clears throat> the gritty realism of the Rocky Horror verse. Rocky Horror Picture Show, yes. Right. Um, looks like they got some of the original cast back. What about Tim Curry? No, he's not in here. Wow. Yeah. How bad does a movie have to be when Tim Curry won't do it? Well, this is back when Tim Curry wasn't quite the, I'll do anything. Uh, That was a terrible Tim Curry. I'd like to apologize for that. To Tim Curry? To Tim Curry and to Tim Curry's admirers the world over. Actually, wait, Matt, why would you apologize to Tim Curry? He's played a clown before. That's true. He should be dead to you. Uh, He is kind of dead to me. Delicious Puffed Rice Cereal presents The Radio Adventures of Matt and Algar, starring Matt Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt as themselves. Our story so far. Captured by the evil Rectillo the Recalcitrant, our heroes now await their fate in his gladiatorial arena. And now, today's episode, Showdown at Trident Point. Brothers and sisters, we come together today in our common goal of eliminating humanity and claiming this planet for our own sinister purposes. The Ministry of Unconventional for Canada and the United States, or MUCUS, has stood between us and this goal for far too long. We really, really need to get a better acronym. Silence! Before us, we have a number of key MUCUS agents about to face their death 
including the dinosaur puncher, the singing cowboy, the colonel, and that wretched pair that have foiled my plans on more than one occasion. Matt and Algar... Wait a minute, where is Algar? We were also wondering that. Silence! No matter. We shall find our wayward pacifist... And he shall join you as you face my deadly corns. <laughs> Farewell, M-U-C-U-S! <laughs> did he say corns? I think he did. I hope nobody thinks less of me for this, but I'm a little scared. It's all right, Dottie. Stick close to me. I'll teach you how to fight these. Polar bears with horns. And here come some hippos with horns. I think those are just rhinoceroses. Rhinoceri. I think those are just rhinos, Matt. And horses. It looks like the colonel and the singing cowboy have their hands full with those horned zebras. I guess corns meant, like, unicorns. All right, let's get ready for this. Matt, can you handle yourself? I mean, I prefer to whack things with a wrench, all things considered, but, uh, yeah, I think I can improvise something. Right. You take the rhinos. This polar bear is mine. Bears make me nervous. There's nothing too big to be punched, Dottie. Always remember that. Now crouch here, like this. There you go. And extend your fist. No, your left one. Good. Now... Lean into it and... Oh no, he's gonna... Just hold your ground, trust me. You got him! I always knew you were more than just a mascot. Definitely better in a fight than Al. Yeah, uh, where, where is Al? I don't know, but there's another wave of these things coming out of those doors, and I'm honestly not sure how long we can... Oh, there he is! Hi, guys! And my robot! Tabulating. Hold the line, please. Yeah, I can't imagine why they separated him from the rest of us. Probably because he has the power to smash through walls and... Put me down, please. Tabulating. Thank you. And the strength to take care of these ridiculous animals. What? No. Guards! Seize them! Guards! I don't think your guards want to jump into this ridiculous mess of teeth and fur down here. And horns. Don't forget horns. Right, and horns... Good robot. Where have you been? Oh, I uh, ran into an old friend. You mean your ex-girlfriend? I was trying to sound flippant, Dottie. Yes, yes, I ran into Larecta. And somehow you escaped that whole situation, freed the robot, and made your way here. Yeah, pretty much. You, uh, you like expanding on any of that? No, not really. All right, then. At least we're all back together. I have my robot, and these horrible monsters are... Uh-oh. Whoa. It looks like another door is opening. Probably more monsters. Or worse. Horses? It's Rectolo's army. There must be dozens of them. Dottie, how much is 12 dozen? 144, which is also called a gross. You're a good egg, Dottie. Hopefully everyone will remember you that way. Hey, uh, there is some good news. What's that? Uh, at least they appear to be carrying tridents. Tune in again for our next exciting installment, Disaster in the Arena. 
only on the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Sarcastic Voyage has embarked on a modest undertaking to chronicle the entirety of human history in sketch form. Join us as we uncover the mysteries of the past in our ongoing feature, which we call History. It's not as good as it used to be. Early in the 20th century, Grigory Rasputin, the self-styled Mad Monk, had ingratiated himself into the Russian royal family. Although there were others who thought he had too much influence and conspired to kill him. Namely, Prince Felix Yusupov. Rasputin, lover of the Russian queen. Rasputin, this way. And where are we going, Yusupov? Prince Yusupov, and I've got something to show you. Something? Yes, I can't say any more than that, really. You'll just have to trust me. I see. And it's in the cellar. I told you, I keep it down there. In the cellar? Yes. What is your problem with it? Well, if I were to put a finger on it, it would be mainly the part in the cellar. There's wine down there. Prince Yusupov, I'm almost pleased I know you. Almost. Why is it so dark down here? Honestly, I know it's 1916, but we do have electricity. Surprise! (laughs) Happy birthday, Grigori! Oh, you guys... Ah, did you suspect? You must have. I really didn't. I had no idea. Not even when I saw the shadows. I just thought it was a conspiracy to kill me. (laughs) Oh, you're being too kind. Though you've always been pessimistic. Like that time we found you drowning in that half-full lake. Ah, half-empty. Ah, you. We got you your favorite, too. Uh, Not not cyanide cakes. Ah, you bet. Where did you even find these? I used to get them from that bakery in Nikolskaya Street, but, but it, uh... It closed down, I know. But Grand Duke Dmitri managed to trace the original owner, Lazovert, who whipped up a batch for us. Apparently there's enough to kill five people. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You can taste the cyanide. They're very, uh, moorish. I've always wondered, does cyanide really taste like bitter almonds? <laughs> Funny you should I say that. <laughs> ah, Rasputin can't handle his wine. Oh, those rations. Now here's SVFM's own Champs McGovern to tell us about those horrific wildfires. Apparently an incoming hurricane, which we hoped would provide some relief, has actually increased both the heat and scope of the fires. But first, it's number 17 on our 99 Luffba Hits of the 80s countdown on 97.7 SVFM, all hit 98. Hello, welcome to McBurgerty's. Would you like to try one of our new tater tot flavored potato chip tater tots today? What do you want me to put down my neck hole? Well, you've heard of our award-winning tater tots. 
I'm sorry, I'm usually very busy during potato awards season. Sir, I feel like you're mocking me. And I feel like eating. Looks like no one's going home happy right now. Okay, so, a prominent snack food company has found a way to harness the deliciousness of our tots in potato chip form. Uh-huh. So you made potato chips that taste like potatoes. Then we devised a new flavor of tot based on this revolutionary new snack food. So you made potatoes that taste like potatoes that taste like... You're almost there. Potatoes. You've got it! No, no, that sounds terrible. Can't I just have a number six? I can serve that inside a number four for 20 cents more. I beg your pardon? That's when we take your number six and shove it inside a number four. Why on earth would you do that? A lot of our guests like the experience of eating two meals at once. It really feeds their contempt for the poor. Well, I'm learning an awful lot about the food service industry today. In a world where powerful, complex events shaping the course of human history happen in the blink of a mouse. Wow, building that single granary only took a hundred years. Now my fields are soaked, but my food stores are bone dry. Everything's coming up Montezuma. In a world where familiar faces are darkened and distorted by forces of time, chance, and goofy-ass mods. Excuse me, I don't mean to bother you, but I'm Hiawatha of the Jewish Iroquois. I was wondering if it's not too much trouble. Maybe we could trade off our pork and shellfish? Not very popular here in the Kosher Confederacy. Oh, this is my clan mother, Shulamite, and my adopted Zulu brother, Dolomite. Meet no Liz, the queen of the cream. Her pale-ass titties make me want to scream. Only one man can completely fuck up history as we know it. You. Nukes? How did the barbarians get nukes? Who thought this was a good idea? They've taken your settlers and they've pillaged your mines. Now they're going to vaporize your trading lines. Sid Meier's Civilization, the movie. Coming to theaters this fall. Coming to theaters next spring. You know what? Make it next fall, actually. God damn, this granary's taking forever. I told you, Mom. I got a big promotion at work. Mom, you know I, you know I work for the government. I can't really tell... Mm-hmm. No. Well, no, it's... Well, it... Okay. I can tell you this much. I used to be at level one. Now I'm at level two. Oh, uh, my, my new boss is here. I gotta go. No, I... Yeah, I, I love you too. Okay, yeah, bye. You're Perkins, aren't you? Yes, sir. Director Bump. Good to meet you, intern. Oh. What? Well, it's just... Uh, with the promotion to level two, I was kind of hoping that I'd drop the title intern. Maybe... Agent? <laughs> they said you were ambitious, kid. God, no. You're years away from agent. We're not even prepared to tell you what SHIELD stands for yet. Wait, that's an acronym? Uh, don't get me wrong. This promotion has its perks. We entrust you with a key to the office supplies closet for one. The one on this floor, I mean. You can take unsupervised bathroom breaks up to twice an hour. And, uh, oh, here's the rest of your team. Team, eh? That's right. Carefully assembled by Top Intel for maximum ethnographic efficiency. Ethnographic... What? It means we're all basically stereotypes. So it saves us valuable time getting to know one another. Duh. I am obviously the Russian. Call me Vodka. 
Hi, and they call me Argus. You must be the white guy. Well, I mean, yes, but, like, we're, we're all white. Yes, but the ethnographic algorithms put one bland, dark-haired white American with a troubled past onto each team. Hey, I'm not bland. I guarded Tony Stark's house. By which you mean we stationed you outside his door with three other interns, yes. You weren't exactly guarding anything. We didn't even issue a weapon. I don't suppose we get a weapon with this promotion to level two. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't give me a weapon when I guarded Lola. Is that somebody's kid? Ah, Lola's Agent Coulson's car, lad. I thought Comrade Coulson was uh, dead. Who's Agent Coulson? And you, what's your deal? My last assignment was fetching board for fellow Russian comrade. Turns out it was not his board. That's more than sufficient interpersonal banter, gentlemen. It's time for your first assignment together. We're sending you all to New Mexico. Oh, cool. Anything can happen in the desert. Is it a new superhero? Some secret alien UFO crash? Or, like, a portal to another dimension? We cannot confirm or deny the existence of any of those things at your current clearance level. Nope, we need you to put plastic tents around this. Uh, sir? This is a picture of a hammer. Yes, yes it is. It's not even a very big hammer. Not especially, no. Is there any reason... You need three of us to build a plastic shelter around a uh, not very big hammer? Sorry, but... Yeah, yeah, get current clearance level, I get it. Aye! This be exciting, laddie! Duh. <sighs> hey, welcome to level two. What do we have, Sergeant? Uh, victim is a 23-year-old Caucasian female. No sign of forced entry. Same wounds as all the others. And none of these neighbors saw anything? No, sir. Uh, of course not. Sir, what are we going... Who's that coming onto the crime scene? It's all right, Sergeant. He's with us. He's a special consultant. I think he's about to answer your question. Mr. Williamson, I'm Detective Sanderson. Can you... I don't shake hands. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. What is it, some kind of germophobia, special skin condition? No, I just enjoy being a dick to people. Oh, uh... I need you to clear everyone away from this scene. Nobody can be within 17 and a half feet of me while I use my special gift. 17 and a half feet? Yes, that's the exact distance to that large fountain over there. I'm hoping one or more of your officers will inadvertently wade into it. Man, you were kidding about the dick thing. Okay, everyone, move back. All right, now what? Now I activate my nearly superhuman ability to merge with the senses of the last person this corpse ever saw. And how do you... I must have quiet. And you, detective, you're not exempt. Step back. All right. Well, you realize that these unconventional, not-by-the-books methods are only justified if you get results. Noted. Now get out of my way. Very well, just uh, don't get too close. <sighs> I won't get too close. What's he doing, Detective? Hell if I know. Using his special ability, whatever that is. It looks like he's licking the air. What the... Our victim's killer ate something fried. Possibly chicken, but probably shrimp. And that's... That's cocktail sauce. So almost certainly shrimp. And a hot fudge sundae for dessert. Oh, he's one of those. I thought 
Getting inside the taste buds of a killer was just a terrible cachet from movies. I didn't think anyone could actually do it. Then, after the meal... Ah! Altoids! So many Altoids! My palate! It burns! I warned him about getting too close. I regret this! I got too close! Ah, poor bastard got too close. We now return to Frankenstein Meets the Mummy. Mummified ruins of Pharaoh Hamhagon the 18th? This is Frankenstein. Frankenstein's monster, sorry. This is the mummy. Monster too. Well, that went well, I thought. Well, that's like it wasn't just well. one guy who had the the guys with the black shirts that said goon on them, but it wasn't every guy either. Right. No, the penguins guys all had like bird names. Yeah. And Catwoman's guys all had cat names. Right. Egghead's guys, I don't know. <laughs> you egg and uh, <laughs> other egg. I can't call you all Egbert, can I? You'll all be. You will be Egbert. You will be Sheldon. Oh, and, um, Sheldon. Uh, that's the worst. All right, two guys. I've got two guys in my gang. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Crack, cracky, crack, crackton. No, nope, it's not really working. And you will be crackton. You'll be. You'll be yoke. Yoke <laughs> man. Someone passed me my egg thesaurus. And now the adventures of Nick and Willikins. Our story begins in Great Britain. Or possibly the United Kingdom. Or the British Isles? Okay, I definitely know they live in England. We take you now to England, where we join our heroes, Nick and Willikins, in the middle of an all-too-typical conversation. Willikins, I'm hungry. You're mungry? Hungry, with a H. Ah, yes, delightful. What monstrosity am I expected to cram into your ravenous, crumpet hole this fine evening, sir? Monstrosity? I enjoy fine cuisine, like horse duvers, and especially caviar, what's been shoved back into an attic. Yes, sir, the preparation of that dish violated every principle I was taught at the Cambridge School of Fish Abortions. The destruction of social mores is what makes it so delicious. Now, for this meal... I would like you to fetch me a pizza. Oh, here we go. With an hamburger on it. Haven't we done that one before? No, that was an hamburger with a pizza in it. This is something completely different. You are quite the gourmand, sir. What, you mean the cheese? No, that's Gorgonzola. What, you mean the giant lizard what terrorises Tokyo? No, that's Godzilla. Isn't that what I just asked for? No, that's a pizza. Or pizza, as you may have it. What, like the flat bread what gyros come wrapped in? No, that's a pita. What, like the fastest land mammal? No, that's a cheetah. What, like that lovely meat made from that Beatles song? Lovely cheetah, meat made. No. Something, something <sighs> more. No, that's Rita. That's Rita, sir. What, like a lime drink with a tequila in it? No, that's a margarita. What, you mean the Prime Minister of England from 1975 to 1990? No, that's Lady Thatcher, sir. May she rest in peace. What, like Gene Wilder? That's an urban myth, sir. Willikins, I'm pretty sure that Gene Wilder's dead. No, sir, you're lying. So I am. You're good at spot the liar, Willikins. Well, the answer's always the same, isn't it? No, it isn't. 
You're doing it again. Well spotted. Now let's play Snakes and Ladders. Ooh! Or Snakes on a Bus. Sir, that was your screenplay pitch in which a double-decker bus couldn't go under 88.51 kph, lest the passengers be killed by snakes. Got a commendation for original thinking for that one. No, you got bitten by a snake for that one. Several snakes, I think you'll find. See, I can make you find things too. Indeed, sir. So am I making a pizza hamburger, or a hamburger pizza... Or shall I just order a Chinese? Uh, what, you mean those little yellow fuzzy blokes would go buzzity-buzz? No, those are bees, sir. Things went on like this for quite some time. Like, hours. And since I did use the word story earlier, I feel obligated to skip ahead to something more closely resembling a narrative. Willikins, I've just been over this list of my oldings, and I've discovered that I own an haunted house. Ah, yes, the rickety old manor house that we leased to that unsavory gentleman with the top hat. Haven't I placed a tax on toppid hats? And rickets? And ghosts? I shall have to visit this unsavory gentleman forthwith and remind him who is the landlord and who is the landlord did That almost made sense, sir. Did it? Oh, hell. Welcome one and all to Dr. Terror's splendiferous house of haunted horrors. Formerly Professor Frankenstein's Menace 3 Society. Formerly John Q. Public's House of Rotten Repute. Formerly the People's Republic of Denny's. Formerly John Lennon's House. Formerly Count Terror's Spookateria. Formerly Home of the Goulash. Get it? Formerly Colonel Gaddafi, formerly the very old house that smells like stained mattresses, formerly the house that dripped blood on Alex Trebek, formerly the 7% peanut butter solution, formerly Troll 2, formerly Admiral Bloodcurdle's tackle box of nightmares, formerly Dave Gibbons' house of horrors, formerly Alan Moore's house of horrors, till he asked us to take his name off it. Formerly Stuckies. I didn't know we had a Stuckies in England. What you don't know could fill a novelty place, Matt. Never mind your pithy rejoinders. Or the bollocks. We're here to talk about the sex pistols. I mean the money what this bloke owes me. Yes, for once, sir, Master Nick is correct. It would appear you owe a considerable amount of back rent on this property. Well, I can see how you'd think that. What with how I've been living here and running tours of the place for 20 years. But we've run into some difficulties... There's the leaky roof, the leaky floor, the leaky walls, the completely dry well out back. We tell people a kid fell down there, but he didn't. Then there's the black mold, the black plague, the white plague. Now that's racist! That's what I'm saying. Then of course there's the rats, the bats, the cats, and the ostriches. Ostriches?! It's a large, terrifying-looking, flightless bird, sir. I know what it bloody is. I was being incredulous, Willikins. Then there's the wallpaper. It tells you your future. In French. Uh, And then we've had personnel problems. It started when our Dracula quit because of creative differences. Our creature from the Black Lagoon moved to Florida. Our composite fish mummy got arrested for credit card fraud. And my son's gay. Well, isn't that your fault? Might be. Who knows? 
Anywho, I can't afford to pay you rent. There must be some equitable arrangement we can come to. Well, I could give you tickets to the haunted house. For life. Oh, delay! Sir, you already own this place. You can bloody well come and go as you please. Silence, mortal. I shall agree to your terms, good Sir Wizard. Now show me this ostrich of yours. Actually, it's just my wife. She's wearing a feather hat. She lives in the walls. Will Nick collect the rent? Is that what was going on there? I'm sorry, stories are supposed to have some kind of basic conflict, and I'm just not seeing one here. Maybe we'll have better luck next time in the next installment of The Adventures of Nick and Willikins. But I wouldn't get my hopes up. Ah, there you are. I am Balaban. Not to be confused with popular character actor Bob Balaban. And I have a tale for you, traveler. Come closer. Closer still. Closer! Oh, oh. too close. <laughs> Stalking in the midst of this quiet, simple, abandoned Tri Amigos set, there is a creature. A creature whose very name strikes fear into the hearts of gauchos and Chevy Chase alike. The Chuba Donkey. In the language of the white man, this means donkey sucker. While this, coincidentally, is the name of a popular sideshow in Tijuana, I assure you there is nothing vigorously arousing about the Chuba Donkey. Unless, of course, you are thinking of a fear boner. The Chuba Donkey is a weighty creature, in size somewhere between a small Disney-esque bear and an alarmingly large taper, and its back is covered in a sharp line of vicious spines, ready to impale anyone foolish enough to pet it or molest it for sexual gratification. The signs in Tijuana are confusing and poorly worded, you see. Anyone could make such a mistake, it's very common. It is. Um, if you cross paths with this terrifying, highly erotic creature, you must do exactly as I say, or your life will be forfeit. One, you must open the door. Any and all doors around you. The Chuba Donkey is hypnotized by rectangular wood frames, you see. Ah, but who isn't? Especially with a nice cherry varnish. Oh, yes, right, the list. Two, you must get on the floor. Lay yourself down and remain motionless for no fewer than 36 seconds. Any shorter and the Chuba Donkey will pounce, thinking you are escaping prey. Any longer and the Chuba Donkey will also pounce, thinking you are a plank of fascinating cherry varnished wood. And finally, three, the most important step. You must walk the dinosaur. The Chuba Donkey is apparently a huge fan of Was Not Was and their 1988 pop-funk album, What Up Dog. That is the greatest mystery of them all. 
With this in mind, you might very well survive an encounter with the dreaded Chupa Donkey. But of course, you are a man, not a donkey. And so this information is largely irrelevant to you. The Chupa Donkey exclusively hunts donkeys, as you might expect. In fact, I, I don't know why I told you these things. Perhaps it is because I long for human intimacy and acceptance instead of the cold, moist holes of a cryptid. Perhaps I only want to fuck your heart. Wait! Don't go! Hey, the Tijuana show starts in 20 minutes. We can still make it! Today's show has been brought to you by... I don't know... God in his many forms. God. Today's show and every show brought to you by God. Yep. 172 episodes and counting. Thanks, God. God, it's just like my family always wanted. So we got a letter here. All right. Sort of. Tell me about this letter, Al. Well, it comes Don't from... read the letter. Just tell me about it. Well, it comes from Michael Lupp Squitzenberg. Which is what it says. Squitzenberg. And uh, it's it's just a bunch of garbledy gook, really. All right. I, I'm not actually going to read the letter because it doesn't make a damn bit of sense. It has something to do with baseball. Oh. And I think it's some kind of... Well, we wouldn't answer that question even if it did make sense, then. Well, I I believe it's some kind of spam or spam-like product. What do you call... (laughs) What do you call the off-brand spam? Spork? No, that's a a spoon and a fork together. Spaham? Like, is there off-brand spam just like... There must be off-brand spam, but I don't know if it deserves a name. Because, like, people who are super into spam, that's, like, the brand name product for them. That's, like, the Doritos for them. And then, like, the 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 store brand corn chips version would be, you know, just potted meat. It's, like, no-name spam. Yeah. I think that's what it's called, potted meat. Potted meat. Which sounds... I doesn't, think you're right now that you mention it. That that, that sounds like the, the, the most edible thing <laughs> I've ever heard of. Potted meat. Potted meat. <laughs> Well, Matt, now it's time for a Matt fact. All right. Why don't you tell me about Venetian blinds? Potted meat was first developed. No, 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 no. <laughs> I can't, it can't be that easy. I, I, I can't give you, uh, I can't give you a lead. You know, you can't, you can't have a, uh, you can't have lead time. So now I got to give you a new one. Um, tell me about doctors that used to make house calls. Doctors that used to make house calls. That was a practice. Long practiced by doctors throughout the early to late 13th, 14th, and 17th century. Uh, it was done away with when it was found that the doctors were coming around people's houses and actually not only stealing their silverware, but actually stealing illnesses that people had just left lying around. They would then transfer them over to other patients when they visited them. It was tragic, really. Uh, the convenience of having a doctor giving a house call is pretty obvious. I mean, you just have the doctor wander over to your house and look at you in your own bed. Uh, the problem is when they start getting into the bed with you mm-hmm. and giving you hand jobs. Is that a problem? Which you're then forced to pay for. Oh. Unless yeah. you live in Canada. Not, well, of course. So if you want to reach the show, it is sarcasticvoyage at Gmail. You could write a letter to us like what, whoever that was. Like Skirtzel. Scruple up. Scruple up. Hart- Hartfordson. Hartford, Connecticut. And if it's not spam, we might actually read it. Mm-hmm. And answer it. If it is spam, we'll probably read it, too. Yeah, probably. We're pretty lonely. Yep. Uh, the, the website, as ever, sarcasticvoyage.com. 
Uh, that's pretty much all we have for this time, Matt. So uh, why don't we wish them safe journeys and be on our way? Safe journeys, safe all you journeys. people. This episode of the Sarcastic Voyage podcast starred Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham with Dave Fields, Kimberly Lajeunesse, Sabrina Snyder, Joseph Ravenson, and Jason Wallace. It was written by Ron Algar Watt with Gav Brown, Kevin Lynch, Matt Robotham, Jason Wallace, and Scott Ziolko. It was produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2013. Ha! I said it the way you hate, Al. Suck it! We've got Champs McGovern live here from California to tell us about those tragic fires. Thank you, Cooter, Bear. It appears that bad has gone to worse here, as the flaming hurricane has now collided with a swarm of giant Chinese killer hornets to form a giant Chinese... Whoa, not so fast there! It's 2-2, two, two, two for Tuesday! Only on 97.7 SVFM, all in 98. She wears shorts...